Hey, I'm Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about how do you know if he's right for you? This is a subject about which I am extremely passionate. You're going to want to tune in for the whole thing. Before we get into the whole thing, I want to do a little bit of uh, housekeeping, tell you about a couple of upcoming events. First is my live stream webinar, which is next Thursday. It's called How to Stop Wasting Time on the Wrong Men. And finally, get the unconditional love that you deserve. Um, in it, I'm going to share with you my three top tips on confidence, uh, as well as the one way you can know if a man is wrong for you and the one way you will know if a man is right for you. We'll be touching on that here, but we'll have a whole webinar on that. Uh, all you have to do to get access to that live stream presentation is go to www.evanmarkcats.com forward slash live stream and register to get the link. Um, next. The second event that should be on your radar if you're a fan of the Love You podcast is my Love You Bootcamp. Uh, this is something I have been sitting on for a really long period of time. I created the bootcamp because I got a lot of smart, strong, successful, busy women who are listening to this podcast and are not sure how they're going to make time to be able to commit to what Love You actually is, which is a, a six-month coaching course. So for people who um, are afraid of making that big leap and making that commitment, I created my first class in probably seven years since I created Love You. I took all the highlights of it, packed it into a five-hour uh, weekend seminar uh, that's going to give you hands-on intensive training so you could jumpstart your love life immediately and see tangible results. And this takes place on January, sorry, not January, Saturday, June 3rd. You'll get small group coaching with me, small group of uh, other smart, strong, successful women on the same path as you. And you're going to learn how to fix your broken man picker and attract and connect with high quality relationship oriented men. Uh, give, really giving you an, a strategy, a tangible hands-on strategy that you can use to create love in your life instead of just listening to podcasts, which is, are wonderful, but are not as strategic. They're a little bit more random. So this is an amazing opportunity for you to take action. And if you uh, have been listening for a while and you'd like to actually do something that, that, that uh, makes a difference where you could see the results of coaching, be able to uh, be present, ask questions, and learn uh, the most important stuff that I teach, go to www.evanmarkcats.com forward slash bootcamp. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in class on the third. Now, uh, limited slots. So uh, we're, we're, this, we're not going to have like 200 people here. We're limiting the number of people who could attend. So if you're going to do it, act fast. Uh, just a quick reminder, this is not something you want to put off till the day before the event. Um, so I want to begin with today's Love You Insight. And I get all my ideas and I've been doing this for, as I said, 20 years. Uh, I never had to come up with content, right? When I had a, a, a blog that was getting 12 million people a year, people would ask me reader questions and I would react to reader questions or I'd read an article on the internet and Mondays I'd write the answers to the reader questions and Thursdays I'd, I'd uh, talk about what I, what I read online and gave a reaction to it. And 
We had 140,000 comments on my blog just because there's always interesting stuff out there to talk about. The other way I got all my ideas was from coaching clients. Right? I'm not a influencer, a content creator. I'm a dating and relationship coach. Uh, and all of my good stuff comes from talking to women and and working with them to help them solve their deepest dilemmas uh, on a one-to-one or a one-to-many basis. So I want to talk about a client of mine who I worked with for the past year. Um, her name is Jenny. Uh, Jenny, if you're listening, um, uh, we will not give any more identifying information about you. Um, but she's in her, I think, late 50s, early 60s. And I helped her get into a relationship that was, that was different than the relationship she's been in before. Um, and it was it was a win. She felt good. She had a boyfriend and she spent, I don't know, six, seven, eight months of our coaching time together in a relationship with a guy that she created by learning how to date online the love you way. So she played everything by the book and had a guy who was really cute and really nice and really devoted to her. And on paper, it would seem like, well, this guy has everything. We talk about in love you, kindness, consistency, communication, commitment, character. This guy checked all the boxes, right? But there was some reason that Jenny wasn't falling hard and fast for him. Um, so I want to pause and ask, have you ever had that situation where you've got a guy who, by all accounts, not just on paper, tall, dark, handsome, rich, but by all accounts, is the kind of person who has the capacity or indeed is a good boyfriend, partner, would probably be a great husband and do his best to take care of you the way you want to be taken care of and still feel that something's missing? Well, I want to acknowledge that feelings feelings matter a lot when it comes to dating and relationships. And love you, we ask, we, we get you in touch with your feelings all the time because if it's when you ignore your feelings, that's how you stay in a relationship with someone you're not attracted to. That's how you stay in a relationship with someone who is distant or verbally abusive or not commitment oriented. You ignore your own feelings, right? Because your feelings don't lie. So Jenny's with this guy and they've got common interests. They're hanging out. He checks in on her every day. They like to say, take the same weekend trips and do the same out outdoor activities. Um, and they have mutual friends through this club that they belong to. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that Jenny was with this gentleman. Um, what we discovered is the thing that they were missing Again, this took months to unearth as to why she wasn't all there. And the word we used, and I brought it up in a recent podcast, is connection. Right? And it's hard to put a label on what connection is. Is connection the same as chemistry? Mm, there's an overlap. There's certainly an overlap. Chemistry, I think of as more physical, right? But there's certainly a personal chemistry as well. So I don't know that we need to put a label on connection, but I would say it's certainly a feeling. Here's the best way I would describe it. When was the last time you made a great girlfriend? Right? You met a woman in real life and after 15 minutes of talking to her, you were like, you and I, we have to be friends. Right? 
and you do become friends with her. Why? There was a connection, right? Something was, and again, it wasn't because you shared the same hobby. It was a sensibility. It was a sense of humor. It was just the way the puzzle pieces fit together. That connection, I may talk about this later, is what I had with my wife when I met her. It was not the instantaneous chemistry, approaching her from a crowded room. Oh my God, I think she's my soulmate. Everything else fell away. Nope, we just talked and talked and talked and talked for six hours and it was so easy and it was so fun that I was like, well, why would I stop doing this? That is a connection. That is the thing that Jenny did not have with her guy. Um, he had other problems and problems are all, you know, in finger quotes because again, he's not a bad guy. He was on, you know, in the, in the uh, spectrum of masculine and feminine, right? Alpha, beta. Uh, he was a he was absolutely a beta. He had a lot of trouble making decisions. He had to turn to his family for for feedback on making sort of simple decisions. And he had the same same thing with with uh, my client. Where again, dude's not a bad guy, but he couldn't take on a leadership role. He just kind of wanted to be told what to do. And at a certain point, if you're a smart, strong, successful woman, you you're pretty used to telling people what to do. Sometimes it's really nice to have someone you trust who can take the lead. So whether you think I'm constantly extolling the virtues of beta men, I'm letting you know there's a trade-off. The alpha guys make decisions and they don't really care about your opinion. That doesn't work. But if there's a guy who's at, so far at the other end of the spectrum that you feel like you have to be his mommy and cajole him and be on his ass because nothing will ever get done unless you approve of it first, that's a different kind of exhausting. And you should not have a whole relationship where there's not a real equal balance of power. So Jenny spends eight months with this guy because he's a nice guy, because he's good for her, because he declares his love for her. But at no point in time was he her best friend. At no point in time was he her favorite person in the world. And those are the things that we're talking about that let you know that you're on the track towards happy long-term relationship. Is this my best friend? Is this my favorite person in the world? Right? As opposed to I'm passing time with someone who really likes me and is good to me. Right? So again, we spent a lot of time here talking about overcorrecting, right? Avoiding the guys with the 10 plus plus chemistry who are, who are difficult, critical, uh, verbally abusive, not interested in hearing about your feelings, not interested in your own internal life. We talk about not spending too much time on those guys. And we often tend to think, oh, that means I should be with this other guy. And it's not true either. The middle ground is always where it's at. It might be hard to find the middle ground, but I promise you it absolutely exists. Uh, briefly, uh, there's a story that I sometimes trot out. It's about my own mom. Uh, my mom married a guy who was kind of in his masculine. Uh, that was my dad. He, they were married for 30 years. He passed away at age 53. Um, and it was a good, but not great relationship. Um, there was some tempestuousness that went along with their relationship, but they were best friends. They laughed, they shared, uh, they were really great parents. And they just weren't that good at resolving conflict. I think they were married too young and didn't develop the skill set to be able to do that. So uh, it was sometimes rocky, but they considered it a good marriage until my dad passed away. 
Then my mom um, retired to Florida in her mid-50s and didn't date for about three years and then took up with a guy who, uh, again, I, I want to be very gentle because I, 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 I liked him and I, I cared for him. Um, they met when they were walking their dogs and he was recently widowed. And so they had that in common. They moved to a community in Florida where they didn't know anybody. They had their dogs and he just killed her with kindness. He was so, so nice to her. Uh, like every day for like eight months, just following around. Can I, you know, can I take you out to dinner? Can I carry the heavy grocery bag? Could I walk dogs with you? Right, just on and on. Um, and he was gentle and he was sweet. Uh, and when my mom said that they were gonna get engaged, all I could think was, this is a huge mistake. Right. And again, I'm, a, I'm her son, I'm the dating coach. I could admit that I have my biases, but I could realize it was a huge mistake. So I walk them down the aisle, she marries him and takes a couple years before she ends up breaking up with him as I predicted in my head. Uh, she wasn't attracted to him. She didn't laugh with him. She didn't have fun with him. She couldn't take him to parties. His sole contribution to my mom's life, which is not nothing, was that he was nice and devoted to her. Right? But that was all he was bringing, was that he was nice and devoted to her. So like chemistry, having someone nice and devoted to you is a necessary component of a long-term relationship. It can't be it have to really enjoy this person's company because you're spending all your time with this person. You're making a million little decisions. You're taking vacations. You're solving problems. You really better have respect for this person and joy with this person. And we call that connection. So I spend so much time on this because this is something that easily gets lost in these kind of conversations, especially when you're used to watching short reels on YouTube or TikTok, Instagram reels, right? Where everything is done in a minute and you don't get the, the, the nuanced form of it. I spend so much time talking about how a man treats you is the most important thing, right? I'm not backing away from that entirely, but in this case, this person was treating my client, Jenny, really, really well. My mom's former husband treated her really, really well. It's not enough. It's not enough. You need to have more. You deserve to have more. If you're ever thinking that you need to settle or that some dating coach out there is telling you to settle, that is not true at all. all right. What I have with my wife, I'm very proud of. I consider it a, a marriage that I think other people would want to emulate. And it is genuinely easy and fun, always talking, always laughing, always supporting each other, always having inside jokes. When there's conflict, we resolve it in the moment no days of silence or resentment or silent treatment or wondering whether we're going to break up or having to go to couples counseling. This is the mark of a healthy relationship. So did my wife start off as my favorite person in the world? No, but there was always a baseline of connection. And she slowly became that person to the point that I decided I didn't want to be without her for even one day. Um, she became indispensable to me. She wasn't indispensable at the beginning. That's the problem when we date too often. We make a stranger indispensable. Right? I've known him for three weeks. How could I live without him? I haven't heard from him in three hours. I think I'm going to die. That's not really indispensable. That's 
an anxious attachment style that is dopamine and serotonin. That's not real love. Real love is what happens a lot later when someone really truly becomes indispensable to your life. Right? That's where you want to be ultimately. So your takeaway quote for how do you know someone's right for you? You don't always know when someone's right for you, but you do know when someone is wrong for you. So listen to that emotion when you're dating a guy and it seems wrong, right? You could, my client Jenny could have saved herself six months if she really just listened to those emotions, right? And if you're dating a guy who isn't consistent and kind and doesn't make you feel safe, you could also save yourself a lot of time. So listen to your emotions, pay attention when something doesn't feel right, it means it's probably not right. Got it? Good. Love you small wins. Every week we talk about something that happened in my uh, uh, Love You Live coaching course, real women sharing their stories about what they're up to that's uh, actually moving their love life forward. Today's small win, I wanna share it with you. I let go of someone I wasn't interested in dating after receiving advice from the Love You Facebook group. It's a private group, you can't get in there. Uh, this is where others could be more objective in helping break things off. Right. If you don't trust your judgment with men, if you wait too long, don't cut off the boring guys fast enough, we are going to help you. <laughs> so that's the idea, is letting go of a guy who's not your future husband is a win. It might feel like a loss. Oh my God, it's another guy with potential who flaked out. It didn't work out. But the key to recognize is that every time you say no to a guy, you're no longer wasting time on him. That's what this week's live stream is about. EvanMarkCats.com forward slash live stream. How to stop wasting time on the wrong man and finally get the unconditional love you deserve. So I let go of someone I wasn't interested in dating after receiving advice from the Love You Facebook group because this doesn't come naturally. That's why you have a coach. That's why you have a community. Right, is to surround you by love and help you make the hard decisions and break your patterns uh, in a way that you haven't been able to on your own. So my recommended read for the week comes from The Atlantic, which has quickly become my favorite magazine. And this is called In Relationships Be Deliberate. Right. Deliberate's not a sexy word, but it's an important word because it talks about the importance of moving slow. I'm personally very big on getting the order right in relationships. And so there's not one way to do things. I, everybody has a story. My parents met. Three weeks later, they were engaged. And 50 years later, here they are. Everybody knows a story. Everybody has a couple. The reason it's a story is because it's remarkable, because it's rare, because it's the broken clock being right twice a day. So I'm not precluding the possibility that two people who think they're soulmates actually become soulmates. I'll more gently point out that the percentage of people who come on hot and heavy and think they're soulmates and later break up is like 99 to one, <laughs> right? So I'm banking on the fact that most of the time that you, you think you've met your soulmate you might be mistaken. So this is why we introduce a concept of slow dating. If someone loves you, we lay out a cadence for you. Doesn't mean you have to follow it. It's not a creme brulee recipe, but there's a pace to this, right? When do you meet from online dating? Well, we take you through our 222 process as outlined in week seven of Love You. I screen guys for you know five, six days prior to meeting them. Right? And if he gives good first date, 
right? Then there's a second date and a third date, and we see how he escalates and the kind of effort he makes over the course of time to win you over and earn the right to become your boyfriend by convincing you that he's serious about you and about a future and that he shares the goals and you don't have to second guess him. And that might take, I don't know, four to six weeks for that to happen. Right? It's a made up number. Anything faster than that, you're probably moving too fast. Anything much slower than that, if it's three months in and he's not your boyfriend, he probably doesn't want to be. And now you're dating, right? You haven't had sex until that. That's another piece of it. We don't sleep with someone until we have the commitment. It's another love you idea. When do you move in together? Well, you don't move in together because your lease is up and it's four months in, like a client just asked me to do. You move in, you move in together when you're together talking about marriage. And that would be the next logical step to see if marriage would actually fit. So that might happen a year and a half, two years in is when you move in together. Right? Not really quickly driven by passion, chemistry, timing. You do it as a deliberative step to decide if engagement is a good idea. So then you get engaged. How long is that? Well, unless you're 39 and want kids, that's a two to three year process before you want to get engaged. Why? Because we want all the chemistry to wear off. You don't want to find yourself engaged to someone, married to someone, having kids with someone where you're still in the honeymoon phase and you don't even know if you could resolve conflict together. You don't even know how this person acts when he stops seeing you as the perfect being, right? And when the sex starts to dwindle and the day-to-day -day interactions start to grate and you get bored of each other's stories, you need to figure out who you are at that point. And this is why I teach all this stuff. It's not just my idea. This is what big data tells us about relationships. I like These are not my theories. These are the things that I've read that I share with you. So sure enough, because maybe I'm terribly insecure, but I need to validate all my theories with you guys. So this is a study that shows that people who don't consider normal relationship milestones are more likely to break up. And I quote, think of the college couple whose relationship began as a random hookup, the couple that moved in together so that they could pay less rent, the couple that chose to elope on a whim rather than have a formal wedding. These are couples who often, without realizing it, slid through relationship transitions that could have been planned out, discussed, and debated. The data show that couples who slid through their relationship transitions ultimately had poor marital quality than those who made intentional decisions about major milestones. How couples make choices matters. I don't want to diminish the power of that statement, and there's much more in that Atlantic article with actual data, but to me that's just like a duh. Do you want to buy a house that you just saw and plunked a down payment on without really considering whether it has a good school system or having the house inspection and making sure that there's a firm foundation and you're not here in California on a, on a fault line um, or right next to a high crime area or you want to be deliberative about big decisions. It can't just be emotion driven. So for individuals like you, deciding about who you're going to marry is the most important decision you're going to make. You can move cities, you could change jobs, but you can't undo the father of your child, right? That's not something you can go backwards on. So 
This is why I recommend that people don't marry before they're 30. This is why I recommend people don't get engaged in less than two years. This is why I recommend people not swipe right, text once, and go on blind dates with total strangers. This should be a slower, more deliberative process because the stakes are high. And when you're trying to figure out what you want with your romantic partner, if it's just fun and laughter and sex, which is all great, travel, great, you have to solve the problems. What happens with our respective libidos? What, how do we function when we're living together? Who does what chores? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? How are we going to raise our children? Not just are we going to have children. How are we going to raise our children? Right? What kind of style are we going to do that? Are you going to be an available parent who helps out with housework and child rearing? Right? These are things that help you make decisions and, make, and navigate relationships. If you're not considering these things, not, not destroying your relationship by asking the guy you've been on three dates, what is your parenting style? No one's recommending that. But as your relationship develops, and there's layers. You get to go through a holiday season, see how this person reacts to holidays. You get to go to bed mad and see how you recover from that. You get to see that person around their friends and their family and how they act in those situations and how they deal with ups and downs at work and their ambitions and their dreams. And this is just not stuff that you can rush through a few months or one season or even a year. So take the time to communicate and make mutual decisions when something's important, when something important is at stake. Mutual decisions that you can both agree on, not unilateral decisions where he makes a decision and you go along with it just to be easygoing because you're afraid of upsetting him or losing him. Couples who decide have more practice working together and are more likely to be proactive in tackling problems in their marriage. And every marriage, no matter how easy, is gonna have things that you have to tackle. Unfortunate conversations that you're gonna have to have. I had one on Saturday night with my wife, which I'm not gonna recount here. Like That's normal, right? It's how you, you recover from that and bounce back from that, that that is the best determinant about whether you're gonna be a happy relationship. So understand, Dating and relationships, I repeat myself, are a skill. If you develop the skill, you're more likely to have a happy long-term relationship. If you think this is luck, where is my husband? Which dating site do I have to get on to find him because there's no quality guys out there? If that is your sole focus of going to podcasts and doing self-help, where is he? You're missing the point. Who am I being that's going to attract the right kind of guy? And how could I select the right kind of guy who wants the same vision, who sees me at my best, who makes me feel safe, heard, and understood, who I could resolve conflict and have fun and connection with for the rest of my life? Those are the deeper questions. Got it? Got it. Good. You kicked ass today. I'm proud of you. Before we go, I want to share a love you love story. This is from Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. I've been thinking about you a lot recently about our discussions and all your material that I've consumed. It's helped me to grow up and be the adult in my life, to take responsibility for my own choices and happiness, to be utterly honest and realistic about what I want and what I'm welcoming into my life. Your work in Love You has empowered me and allowed me to make better choices about the men I let into my life and into my heart. It's not an easy lesson to learn or execute, but it is as simple as you made it out to be. I found someone who is amazing someone who's fully capable, able, and wanting to build the same type of intimacy 
and partnership that I want to build? Who is the character of the man that I've always dreamed of? And what's even better is that he checks off all the other boxes too. We're so in love and on the same page and I feel appreciated and loved by him every minute of every day. I feel compassionate and at ease with him and confident to tackle any conflict that arises with honesty and compassion. I feel like I've met my match and I just want to thank you for your work. As I always say, it sounds like I write these. I don't. This is what women write to me after they take love you and find their guys. So my name is Evan Mark Katz. I'm a dating coach for smart, strong, successful women who have everything but the man. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. For more episodes like this on YouTube, uh, click on the subscribe button, ring the bell to be notified when new content comes in. If you're listening on the audio podcast, please give me a review. It's always nice to hear how you're receiving this podcast and whether I'm making a difference in your love life. So go to Apple Podcasts and uh, click on review. And if you are exhausted with dating relationships and men, and you want to join my free live presentation, how to stop wasting time on the wrong men and finally get the unconditional love you deserve, that is coming up next Thursday, www.evanmarkkatz.com forward slash live stream. If you're a busy woman who wants to get small group affordable coaching and see instant results, go to uh, evanmarkkatz.com forward slash bootcamp and enroll. Slots are limited and uh, I'm really excited about the group that's filling up so far. Uh, it's only been open for a few days and we, we're, we're already uh, almost half full. And if you want to learn how to fix your broken man picker, right? And if you want the big commitment, if you really want to work closely with me, go to evanmarkkatz.com forward slash apply to join other women in a community for the next six months where you will learn to fix your broken man picker and get the unconditional love you deserve. Um, man, this never gets old. Not for me never gets old. So thank you for joining me on the Love You podcast. I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Hope to see you on the live stream or in the boot camp. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you the woman who is everything except a man? You can have the relationship of your dreams and you don't have to change to get it. In Love You, you will gain confidence, let go of unhealthy relationship patterns, learn to trust your judgment, understand and attract quality men, assess long-term compatibility, and create a passionate, unconditionally loving relationship with a partner who puts you first, never lets you down, and always makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click on the Apply for Coaching button to get started.